Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome to Paranormal Heart Podcast, a safe place to talk about your paranormal encounters. I'm your host, Kat Ward. Happy New Year, everyone. I can't believe it's 2024. I hope you all had a safe and fun New Year. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? I'd love to hear them if you have. Before I introduce my next guest, if you'd like to be a guest, or if you'd like me to narrate your creepy or paranormal encounters, I am looking for you. Yes, you. You can email me at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. And folks, I have listeners all over the world. I'd love for you to send me an email and tell me what part of the world you're listening from and what part of the paranormal you like the most. Is it ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, or something else? I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, new episodes are released on the second and last Sunday of each month. You can find me on YouTube, Podbean, KPNL Digital Network, and any place you find fine podcasts. Whatever platform you listen on, please like, share, subscribe, and comment. It helps people find the show and listen to encounters they may have shared with my guests. Folks, my first guest of 2024 is from Newfoundland, Canada, Jennifer Vallis Noseworthy. Oh gosh, I hope I pronounced that right. I'm sorry if I haven't, Jennifer. Jennifer talks about various haunted places in Newfoundland, some experiences she's had working as a nurse, UFOs and extraterrestrials, and of course, her amazing podcast, Paranormal NL Podcast. You can find her show on Spotify, so check out her amazing show. Now, on with the show. Happy New Year. Welcome, Jennifer, to Paranormal Heart Podcast. You are the first guest of 2024. Oh, how exciting! Happy New Year to you, Kat, and your podcast. Thank you. I'm really glad to be on with you today. Me too. Um, the The listeners already know that I love, I absolutely love every guest that I've had, but I am partial, especially if they're Canadian, because I'm Canadian. So most of my guests are usually from the states. Uh, but yeah, so it's a real treat for me whenever I get to speak to someone who's in Canada. Well, you got a great mix today because I am a Newfoundlander, but I also lived in the USA for 23 years doing travel nursing. Wow. And I've got a lot of experiences paranormally with that also. That's amazing. Uh, nursing is not an easy job, especially during ever, ever since COVID. Um, I see um, anybody in the medical field and it's just like so many of them are so tired because there's so many people going to emergency rooms and, and all that. But so kudos to you. We could do a whole separate podcast on that. Uh, <laughs> we probably could. The horrors of, the horrors of COVID being a nurse. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> That's scary in itself right there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so how did the paranormal start with you? How did How did you get your interest? Well, you know, I've had a lot of uh, different shifts that I've worked in different places in the world over the years. And um, some of the things that stuck out to me were unexplained things. Most of them were on the night shift. Uh, A lot of people in the paranormal world like to call that the witching hour. And, you know, I was for the longest time, a bit of a naysayer. I would watch, you know, the the typical paranormal shows, you know, uh, people running around chasing ghosts and stuff. But uh, I was kind of a bit of a skeptical until I had a lot of my own experiences that were unexplained. And uh, and from there, I I started looking into it a little bit more. And uh, being here in Newfoundland, being the, the, uh, the oldest place in North America, uh, St. John's is one of the oldest cities in North America. We do have a lot of ghosts here. 
And, uh, you know, one of the people who I did interview, I'm not sure if you're familiar with your listeners with uh, Dale Jarvis on the Haunted Hike. Well, he goes around downtown in St. John's and talks a lot about the different stories. So the history goes pretty far back. Uh, and a lot of other places I've worked around the world and in Texas and Virginia, I've had different uh, experiences that are, were unexplained that uh, I'm sure. You, have you had any of your own? I've had a few. Um, I don't think I've had as many as, as I would like. <laughs> uh, some people say I'm crazy because I want to have as long as they're safe, you know. But uh, my very first experience was when I was uh, a child uh, with a hat man, but he was the short version. He was four feet tall. Um, the apartment building that we lived in, um, that's I. we stayed there, I think, from the age of five until I was about 13 years old. And I used to see him quite frequently and um, only knew about him later on uh, as an adult that I'd never heard of anybody else talking about such a, uh, a shadow person before. So the more I got into the paranormal and started listening to a lot of paranormal podcasts, then I realized, oh, wow, like this, this is not just me having this experience. Well, uh, one of the places that I worked at was a very small cottage hospital. And uh, there wasn't very many employees there. So as a nurse, you were in charge of the entire building. Oh, wow. Upstairs, downstairs, basement, everything. So when it came time to lock the uh, emergency room doors, you would have to do that. And you would have to go around and ensure everything was safe. In uh, that type of building, usually there's no security. You're the security. And uh, so it was a very, very uh, cold night in a winter on, on a, a night shift. And uh, <clears throat> several different things happened that night, really odd things. Um, we had a palliative care room. And um, somebody had passed not too long ago. I want to say it was the night before. And uh, we went into the room, you know, tidying things up. And, you know, people think, okay, TV, remote. I couldn't find the remote. And the TV was on. I said, oh, that, that's weird. I just said out loud, I went, can you turn off the TV for me? Bing, TV went off. Oh. I, said, I said, okay. So I said to myself, yeah, yeah, that's probably just the electrical. You know, it just went off, right? Because it was storming. So I said, okay, can you turn the light off for me too while you're at it? Yep, light came off. I said, okay, that's it. I walked out of there. But uh, later on that night, uh, I was uh, on a break, and uh, that same room was open. So I said, I'll go in here and sit down and have a little break. So I was sitting in there on my uh, break, hour long, and started to doze off. And something smacked me in the face. Like, oh, it wow. hurt. It woke me up. And I had a big, like bruise and then a zit came out it was really weird I thought okay I still don't believe what's going on I said, okay so I, I worked another shift at the same hospital or the same little cottage place and uh, there was a lot of really weird unexplained things so a patient kept telling me come here she said there's something on the wall I thought okay she's got a urinary tract infection or something like why is, you know looking at the wall and things because that's what you think of as a nurse right okay what's the underlying cause you don't think about ghosts you think about the medical so I go in and I'm taking care of her and she's like look it's on my bed it's right next to my leg so of course you know it appeased her and I was curious right oh I didn't believe what she was saying I was trying to assess the catheter and all this and that yeah. so I reached down I touched the bed and it was freezing right there. And that just that one spot, the rest of the bed was nice and warm because she had one of those um, warming blankets on her. Right. That's, that's really weird. <laughs> um, and she said, look, do you see him over there? And there was, there was a shadow. I said, no, that's nothing. But, and then I went down the hall because that's where the shadow went. I said, okay, maybe there's somebody must be there because I'm, you know, that's me. I'm supposed to be doing the security. So I look, I don't see nobody there. And then the hall that I looked down, that door blew open and then the alarm went off. I said, okay, that's weird. So I just went and shut the door, didn't think anything of it. And then I said, okay, it was, uh, you get, because you get another 15 minute break, right? Mm -hmm. 
So I had I sat down again on another. I had a 15 minute break. Okay. So this time I went into a different room. Uh, there was nobody in there. Uh, it was like a triage room. So I sat down in there and then something grabbed my hand. I was like, Ugh. And I woke up. I was like, yuck. <laughs> like, what is that? And I felt something sit on the bed next to me, but nothing was there. I was like, okay, this, <laughs> this is a little bit too much. And this, all this was going on the same night and I'm the only person oh. going around. <laughs> so I got a lot of other things that happened to me at other different hospitals. Um, another time I was in this one place that was a, a mental health facility and um, I was the only one in there and the, the lights they kept going out. So they came in and they fixed the lights. Um, I was the only one working in there. It was a, a stormy afternoon. So I, had, I went in there anyway, and this was in an office type environment, a different type of nursing job. So I said, okay, I, I don't mind that. So I went in and um, the lights were off again. I said, that, that's odd. I know we fixed them. So I went over and I turned them on and they were, and they, they were on. So I went and I sat down and I was uh, listening to something. Um, oh, I, I took my lunch break, but I stayed at my desk. I didn't go out to lunch because it was ugly out. So, okay, I'll stay here at my desk for lunch. So I was looking around on Facebook, scrolling as most people do. And I saw, I was looking at some bird or something. He was whistling. And as soon as that whistling started, the lights went off and the back door flew open it was closed. I, I checked it earlier and the alarm went off. I said, okay, this is really weird. So I called security and he came up and he checked it. No, no, it's all good. Like uh, we replaced the battery. There, there's, did you sure you didn't open it? I said, no, he like, he closed it. It was, there was nothing wrong with the door. It was a really heavy door and you had to like push this to get it open I mean a, a man would have a problem opening it so and then somebody told me then the next day they laughed I said don't whistle around here I said well why not they said because they don't like it so <laughs> I said okay I'm not gonna whistle but I've, I've had a lot of other things within the family and um, other experiences that I've had that I haven't told you about yet but um yeah, that's that's a few of mine oh, wow. that turned me from, I guess, a naysayer to a believer. And then when I moved back home here, travel nursing, I said, okay, I'm going to move back to Newfoundland. But I was always interested in it. And I said, okay, I think I'm going to start a podcast about this and talk to different people about it. And uh, there is a big interest in a cat, right? Oh, I know. It's huge. So we're not the only ones having experiences. No, like we said before we started recording, uh, the thing that fascinates me the most about the paranormal topic is so many people globally are having similar experiences, whether it's with ghosts or UFOs or various cryptids, and they're having the same the same experiences. And um, it doesn't matter what religion or or what country they're from. It's just to me the paranormal. These experiences, is, it brings people together because once they start hearing about other people having similar uh, experiences, then they realize, oh, wow, there's so many more people. Like I mentioned about the hat man, um, all my childhood uh, years until I was an adult, I didn't know that this was actually a thing, like the hat man. And um, I was so ex excited to find out other people were having the same experiences. Um, I want to say I interviewed a person one time and they said something about hat man. That's, that's, that's a popular one. Yep. Um, and you know what you said about religions and things like that. I've had people on the show from different religions, different countries, and it's all similar similarities now. And then when you talk about it, you know, it's the metaphysical part of it. It's, it's all similar. Yep. Um, there's so many different things that we were talking earlier before we got on the show. You were, you know, you mentioned cryptids and UFOs and things like that. Well, here in Newfoundland and Labrador, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Bell Island boom. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I 
haven't done an episode on it yet. I would like to. I want to, if anybody's listening and would like to share their information, head on over to my podcast. It's called Paranormal NL on Spotify, and I'll hook you up. And uh, just check me out on, on Facebook on Messenger, and I can get you your episode. But I want to tell you a little bit about it. William Shatner actually covered this and did really? a whole episode on the Bell Island Boom. And he has a series that he does lately. I want to say, I think it's called The Unexplained. You might, I might be wrong on the title of his show. But, um, yes, he covered an incomplete episode about it. And it's more UFO-related. Now, in Newfoundland and Labrador, you wouldn't think there's much UFO activity, but there is. And I also interviewed another person, Sasha. She... Um, we discussed a lot of things in one of our episodes with her and the, the military UFOs and uh, being part of MUFON. So um, I don't know if you've ever uh, interviewed or, or talked to anybody who is a part of MUFON. No, I haven't. Not yet. Yes. Uh, um, I was thinking about uh, joining that, actually. It, it is a process involved. You mm -hmm. have to get their book and read it and do a test and become proficient. Uh, and then when there are investigations called in, you may be one of the investigators if it's in that your area. Uh, but Newfoundland and Labrador does have a lot of UFO incidents. And the Bell Island boom was one of them. And it was worldwide that people had talked about it and heard about it in the news. Wow, I have to look so, more into that. I've, I've, yeah. I don't, yeah, it's the first I've heard of it. So when, can you tell us more about the Bella, uh, Bella I'm gonna, I'm going to keep that one. Um, I'm not going to say too much about that one, but what I do want to talk about with Bell Island is, I don't know if you've uh, heard much of other part of Bell Island was a mining place. Now, Bell Island is one of the most haunted places, I would arguably say, in North America. Hmm. When there was a season that came out on T plus E, and it was called History's Most Haunted, they started one of their episodes on Bell Island because of the fact that we had a World War II Nazi submarine uh, take down a lot of our Newfoundland ships because of the iron ore. They did not want the iron ore to be used to go against them. So they actually blew up several different things in and uh, ships in and around Newfoundland, and the people who had died, some of the people who died and also were injured, were pulled up onto the beach in certain houses there. And Mike Hickey also, I interviewed uh, him on one of my podcast episodes. He was there while they filmed, and he felt like he was pushed. No word of a lie in that house where they were doing that paranormal episode. And that's just the house. Then they also went down into the mines during that episode. And it was very, very haunted down there. Now, I also did an interview with uh, a diver from Ocean Quest here in Newfoundland, Labrador. Really? Yes. And his name is John Oliveira. Johnny, o, we like to call him. And uh, he takes people down into... The, the shipwrecks to uh, dive around the shipwrecks, which is a very interesting thing to do for tourism in Newfoundland and Labrador. If you ever come and visit us, go to Belle Island. And uh, Henry, Henry Crane has had a tourism there. But um, yes, with Ocean Quest, they'll take you on several different dives around Newfoundland and Labrador and also into the mine. There's also a mine tour. So there's a lot of history in Newfoundland and Labrador. And um, that's just one place that I, I'd mentioned is Bell Island. Now, downtown, I also mentioned Dale has uh, a lot of different stories down there. And, um, yes, Newfoundland is rich with, with things. And, you know, the Duke of Duckworth, have you ever heard of that? No. Wow, There's you're, a, you're a, really a, educating me about Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a bar downtown called the, the Duke of Duckworth. Now, that bar was seen a lot on the TV show um, Republic of Doyle. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of that I've TV I've heard of show. it, yeah. Well, yeah, the Duke was often on there. And one of the co-owners, Colin uh, Dalton, talked about a ghost 
uh, who lives there, and his name is is Fred. But now, if you listen to that episode, the ghost's name is not really Fred; it's somebody else. Now, but my rendition, I would like to, well, I'm in the process right now of maybe sending a team that we're putting together, a paranormal NL ghost hunting team. And uh, we're looking for different places to go and investigate. And one of them may be the Duke of Duckworth. The Duke was actually a real person who who lived and breathed here in Newfoundland, Labrador. So maybe it's the Duke, or maybe it could be the other guy who hung himself that was adjacent to the building hundreds of years ago. And then um, Jonathan Mallard, you know Jonathan. Oh, yes. He's awesome. He has, yep. he has the odd to Newfoundland, the odd, odd, odd to Newfoundland <laughs> paranormal I love podcast. John. And uh, now John, he did Lad's Life After Death Society. Yep. And he did that with Robert Dumont. And the both of them I interviewed. And the EVPs and that he captured were amazing both of them and john even wrote a book about it yep evps and land i so bought it yeah so many different aspects yeah and you know what else folklore here in newfoundland and labrador and the atlantic provinces is is awesome i spoke with so many different people with um, Mon memorial university of, of um, newfoundland labrador uh, i spoke to dr holly everett um she talked about roadside crosses mm-hmm. um that's a very, you know, when you're driving by on a road trip and you see the cross, it's so interesting to hear the folklore behind yes. those stories. And then um, I also spoke to uh, another person from Mon about the all the different graveyards here in Newfoundland and Labrador. And, uh, you know, there's so many different old graveyards and to get into that, and actually go ghost hunting in them. Jonathan has been to some of them. And some of the wildest EVPs in my mind that he got were, were a lot of them were in cemeteries. Yep. Yeah, he's amazing when it comes to EVPs. Now, but you know, when I when I talked to John, Jonathan, or whichever you want to call him, just don't call him collect, right? We won't answer the phone. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> You know, in broad daylight, captured EVPs in houses, apartments, you know, all kinds of different places. Uh, you just don't know. I mean, people think, oh, it only happens at night. No, nope. it doesn't. It nope. ha- that, that story that I told you about the experience that I had, that was in broad daylight. That was in the middle of the day. That wasn't at night. Wow. The, 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 second, the second experience with the whistle, that was mm-hmm. in broad daylight. I have had whistling experiences at night in hospitals with nobody there. You know, but um, yeah, the list goes on. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I think uh, the reason, because people ask me just just what you mentioned, you know, is, is paranormal experiences only happen at night? And it's like, no, happens at any time of day. It's just, it's a lot more noticeable at night because things are quieter. And if you're investigating, it's a lot of times it's better to do it at night because your equipment, um, it, it, you don't have... Uh, uh, car lights and all that um, interfering with your investigation. So it's it sometimes it's just easier to do it at night because it's quieter. True. Now I have seen a lot of investigations done in the daylight, mm-hmm. and people are twice as amazed when they capture things yep. in broad daylight. Uh, people think, no, we turn on the light and the ghost disappears. No, it's still there. Yeah, just you know. <laughs> yeah, you just don't see it. <laughs> Right, right. Or a lot of times, you know, things happen and you just don't see it anyway. But a lot of the different devices that I do see people use are interesting. You know, you're seeing with the SLS and the night vision cams and the uh, all the different broad spectrums that you can use yeah. and, you know, all the different types of equipment that, that you can hunt with. Uh, I spoke to another person, Rasan Saif from Bangladesh. He went over and investigated a local uh, farm that people thought were uh, were haunted. And that was a two-part episode. And it was interesting to hear his different cultural renditions and his cultural stories about ghosts. Uh, you know, you had mentioned earlier about religion. Doesn't matter what religion you are, you're still, people are still going to experience it. Yep. Now, you also talked about UFOs. 
And uh, I uh, interviewed somebody, uh, Leah Lois Walters uh, Greer and Betty Collins, and we talked about CE5, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Stephen Greer, the ufologist. No. But, um, yeah, he uh, he has a, a protocol, a CE5 protocol, where it, you do certain type of metaphysical meditation and you're pretty much guaranteed to see if I close encounter a fifth kind. And, you know, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. Or beyond Skinwalker Ranch, have you ever seen that? Well, he had CE5 right then and there. I mean, that was documented. Can and you... the other person was... Hmm? Oh, sorry, can you explain to the listeners what CE5 is? Um, CE5... Doctor, okay, when you get close encounter, CE, mm-hmm. of the first, second, third, and fifth kind. So fifth kind is even a higher level of dimension than the, the fourth kind. This is almost on, on demand where mostly orbs people see. Mm. And uh, you use your metaphysical and... I don't want to get too much involved with it, but it's it's mostly meditation where you get to a certain level of meditation and you open up. And, you know, this is another topic that a lot of some people believe, some people don't, but they did use it in ancient times. And often people wonder, is are we tapping into something on the different chakras that they knew that we forgot about, mm-hmm. that we can do, that everybody can do. Yep. Yeah. And then the other uh, person who I forgot to mention was, was Katie Crane. She talked about, the, the, she was the one who mentioned that the cemetery research with Newfoundland and Labrador. And there's a really interesting app that, that I really think is interesting. And Dale uh, <clears throat> worked on her with this also, I do believe, at the I want to call it the the billionaire. I had to go look at the name of it. But um, (laughs) where you take a picture of the grave or the stone and uh, it gets put up on the website and you can actually use this for ancestry and also researching for uh, your your ancestry. Mm -hmm. So you, you can actually see the graves and things like that. That's interesting. You had also mentioned cryptids. Yep. Um, I don't know if you would listen to the episode with Dr. Judd Burton. He gets into giants and vampires. He's a, a an archaeologist and he's also an anthropologist and, and has a lot of research on those different topics. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you yeah, I think have you ever seen a cryptid? No. Sadly, no. <laughs> Again, sadly, no. Um, I know so many people who have had uh, experiences and everything of the paranormal, uh, they just seem to be magnets for it. So I don't know if I'm just not picking up on various signs um, and I'm just ignoring things. Um, I am open to wanting to see things. Um, I have had some experiences, but um, we might have the team that I'm that I'm with, Canadian Supernatural Research Society, it's a mouthful. Uh, we did an investigation one time at a location here. The listeners know about this. Um at a location here called Buck Hill, um, the I'll just tell you quickly the legend. Uh, I think was it the 1800s or 1600s? I can never remember when. Uh, there was this uh, logger and his uh, wife and daughter uh, living on on Buck Hill, and it was winter time. And uh, the door flew open. The dog ran out. The daughter went to look for the dog. Went to look for the dog. When the father came home, the, his wife said. The, the, she ran out. He went to find her and never, never found her. He, he looked until the day he died. And the legend is if you drive on the hill, now there's no lights at all, uh, no houses on either side or anything like that. It's just forested. Um, if you angle your, your car down and you flash your lights three times and say, Daddy, 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 you're supposed to be able to see the, the glow of a green lantern. And it's supposed to be the father looking for his daughter. Uh, we were investigating there one time and 
there was a really loud crash in the woods and um, it was fall time and we would have been able to hear anybody that was walking through the woods because, you know, it's fall. You're going to be walking on twigs and dried leaves and and whatnot. And uh, unless they're hiding there the entire time, um, just this loud crash and uh, we only, we had pebbles and little uh, stones being thrown at us earlier, and we only put two and two together because later on, because we were looking for ghosts, we didn't think that there'd be potentially cryptids, and um, we we're on the edge of a place called Algonquin Park, which is, I guess, known for having uh, Bigfoot activity there. So um, who knows? I'd like to go back sometime and maybe look into it a little further. But yeah, that's uh, that's about the only potential cryptid experience I've had. Yeah, the Algonquins are, are really known for, for Bigfoot activity. Yep. And, you know, Dr. Burton kind of, you know, hinted at giants possibly being a spinoff of those. But now I talked to Noe Torres from um, Edinburgh, Texas. He is a, a UFO expert. He's also uh, an author. And he went into a huge uh, detail of uh, Mexico's Roswell in El Paso, Texas, where um, a UFO uh, collided in the 1970s. Uh, the, the saucer uh, was involved, the Mexican military, all of them who were there died with exposure. And the USA military, they came in and uh, they took all the evidence. Um, and it's, it's amazing to hear about all this kind of stuff you've never even heard about before. And he does, uh, well, he has one book, Fire from the Sky, it's oh. about the, the 1966 incident. And uh, yeah, and Dr. and um, Ponce, Deputy Sheriff Ponce, um, he was involved with that too. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, look, look up Noe Torres. Uh, he runs the UFO Festival in Edinburgh, Texas. And he got a new book out now about uh, similar uh, UFO events in Texas. So and then also Dr. Burton, he's got paranormal uh, book too for Texas. It's called Paranormal Big Country. There's a lot of different stories that I could, or I or he could tell you about uh, UFO or paranormal events in Texas. If you're interested in in Texas stuff, yeah, I'm interested but, in any yeah. any topic anywhere. And you know what? You think okay, all these experts and whatnot, but. Just general people who have general experiences, you know, genuine experiences, I find them so interesting because they're just general people like you and me. Uh, You had talked about an episode where, you know, you were just talking about with the dog and whatnot. Well, we have a local thing here and a place where I live that I never even heard about until somebody mentioned it to me. Uh, It's called the Flat Rock Wing Gap Witch. And there's a legend about about the witch there where she had died and a lot of people see her coming up out of the swamp in and around that area. And that whole area, that that road, Wind Gap is a road and that leads up to the grotto. Now, the grotto is where one of our popes have been here. And you think, why was the pope at our grotto? Well... There was a house there that had said that had uh, an exorcism. Hmm. And I think I want to say that that house still stands in that area. There's not a whole lot known about it. When you Google it, you can see uh, some TV articles and whatnot. I think I want to say that that house burned down. But yeah, why was he there? Which pope was it? I can't say the name of it, but there is a monument there saying uh, when he was there and who and and whatnot. I should take a picture of it and put it with that episode that I did with that person. Yeah. And, you know, when we were talking about, you know, ghost stories, some of my biggest um, episodes that people listen to are from genuine people from genuine, generally having ghost encounters in in like normal places places like hospitals mm-hmm. uh, one lady she was a patient um, woke up there was a nurse she alleged was at her bedside but it wasn't any normal nurse 
And uh, if you listen to her episode, it's very scary because it pinched her and left. And then the next morning they said, oh, that's so-and-so. We don't talk about so-and-so. And then another person on security was at, a, at another hospital. And uh, they had a, a lot of different experiences while they were uh, acting as a security guard and seeing something that was unexplained. And then, I don't know if it was the next day or that night, somebody said, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. Here's their picture. He looked at the picture. Being a security officer, they are very highly trained in how to detect different details. Looked at the picture. Yep, that was that person. Oh, wow. Who had died years ago. Yeah. So, so many different unexplained things and very interesting. You know, I've talked to other people just who have had things happening in their house, like weird things happening. There was one house that um, had some activity down where the old World War II base was. Mm -hmm. Now, all those barracks were built for World War II. From what I understand, they were never used, but they were torn down and other houses erected. And the place where she lived, there was something carved into the um, uh, the cement, WW2. She thought it was all wrestling, but later on she uh -huh. found out it was War II. <laughs> right? <laughs> but she had a lot of weird things happening, like crosses turning upside down. No way. That's creepy. Yeah, like really creepy stuff. And uh, yeah, that, that was creepy. And uh, I had a, a, another uh, lady who I interviewed who had a, a lot of other unexplained and, and different things happen with Ouija boards. And uh, that's that's a whole other topic in itself. I, I don't really usually like to get into the dark stuff, but there is a lot of dark and there's a lot of light. When you think of light, light is metaphysical, dark is dark, right? So, yeah, there, there's there's always a good and a bad side. And I like to try to stick to the good side, but yep. the, <laughs> yin, the yin and the you yang. You delve into the dark side to listen, right? <laughs> but, I was just going through some you? of our chats here, and I, and I and I had forgotten about this because when you mentioned Dr. Jed Burton, I was like, well, that sounds familiar. And I had listened to that episode, and um, he had mentioned about a book about Van Helsing that was going to be coming out. So do you know if that book is out yet? Now, I did another follow-up episode with him uh, close to Christmas. Okay. Oh, yeah, we called it Christmas, Christmas X-Files. Oh, So cool. if you look for the Christmas X-Files um, – rendition he does talk about that book and how he is getting very close to releasing it but he does say a few words about it he doesn't like to give up too much before things are released but well, yeah he makes has sense. a whole empire of things called burton beyond if you're interested in anything uh whether it be giants cryptids vampires werewolves uh demonology uh, he's also an ordained minister, so he has been involved with different exorcisms also. So wow. he's seen the good and the bad. Yeah. yeah. So Burton Beyond, is that, that, what's Burton Beyond? Is that a book that he wrote or? That's him. That is all Dr. Judd Burton. Burton Beyond is um, uh, his uh, empire of all different things related to what he studies and researches. Interesting. And I, I talk about that in his two episodes for Christmas X Files, and he's got two episodes, yeah, that I did Christmas time. Nice. Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm because uh, I, I work at a hotel front desk. I usually work evenings, and uh, we part of our nightly chores we have to fold laundry. So when I'm in the back folding, I'll listen to a podcast, and that's when I that's when I heard that I'll just pick a, a particular podcast that time and, and listen to it. And um, I'm always partial to uh, vampires and especially werewolves or Lugaru uh, or Rugaru or Dogman. That's my favorite cryptid. Um, thanks to Scooby-Doo. Oh, thanks to Scooby-Doo <laughs> as a child. <laughs> oh, well, Dr. Burton has a lot of information on vampires and werewolves. And he gets called quite often at, um as an expert in those different topics, because he looks at it also biblically, and he can tell you some really interesting and information that, that you wouldn't have even thought about 
uh, when it when it comes to different things like that with with cryptids and, and mythology and, and things. Um, you know, we were talking about um, different. Um, we, I mentioned the word uh, metaphysical. Now, when yep. you think about that, we didn't really talk about psychic mediums very much. No, not yet. And yeah, no, we didn't. And you know, I um, had Susan Goodman on. She's with Soul Awakening Solutions, and you know, she's into like uh, Reiki and uh, psychic mediums, energy healer. Um, there's so many different things that are interesting when you get into that topic. Uh, have you talked much to people about that? Uh, just a little bit, um, not a whole lot. I, I I would like to branch out and talk more about that, but I just haven't found anyone uh, who who's wanted to talk about a lot of that stuff yet. Oh, she's a she's a really good one. Yeah, I can mm. give you her information. Yeah, she's please. with again the the Soul Awakening uh, Solutions. Yeah, that that was a really good episode. Mm. And uh, I was just looking through some of the notes that I wrote down with Dr. Burton about that. I was looking to see if I wrote anything down about his uh, werewolves. But uh, if you look up Burton Beyond and Google it, you can find a lot of different stuff for him. Yeah, I'll have to take a look. When did you start your podcast and how many episodes do you have? Do you know I didn't start until 2023? Wow. And you know what else? I started close to Halloween. So that's amazing. I only started recently. I have a, a over I'm, how many because I we you know when I you called, I was in the middle of writing out how many different episodes I had. I didn't get through them all. But uh, I've got close to 30 in season one in 2023. Now season two, I've got a lot of people already lined up I'm really excited about. I've got people coming on. I don't know if you ever heard of HorrorCon. Yes. Uh, yes. Is wrong? You have? Okay, that's relatively new. So I've got C.W. Penny is coming on to talk about uh, NL HorrorCon. And um, I also have different, I like to support local. Mm-hmm. So I've even got our TV news weatherman. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, because you know, when you think about Atlantic and even Ontario, Canadian weather is horrible. Yep. And there's so many things that can happen that are scary and spooky and downright horrible just with the weather. Yes. And you had talked about cryptids. Well, you know, I also talked to Newfoundland Labrador, a place called uh, the Rock Wildlife Rescue. Mm-hmm. And she talked about a lot of different animals because, you know, there's a lot of people who say that there's different animals here who they think or they thought were never here, such as cougars, uh, wolves. You had mentioned werewolves. Yeah. Uh, And we get into talking about different species who we thought were not in the Atlantic provinces, but maybe actually are. So I thought, I thought that was an interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I find if when you're talking about the Maritimes, it's uh, mainly ghosts. Uh, there's not a lot of cryptids. Uh, there's a few. There's a few Bigfoot encounters, uh, you know, but it's not huge. In uh, Atlantic, no. There, there doesn't no. seem to be a whole lot that people actually talk about. Yeah. But, you know, when you think about it, the Appalachians, when, they, when we were connected, we were part of the Appalachians. And one of the, the highest people uh, or encounters and sightings were Appalachians. You you have such a vast knowledge of, of every topic and uh, kudos to you for being a new podcast. And you've had so many interesting guests so far. Like, I'm, I'm very impressed. Like, how do you find your guests? Do you just kind of reach out to them? Uh, a little bit of both. I get a little bit of people reaching out to me. And again, like I said, if you're interested in reaching out to me and getting on an episode and discussing different things, it doesn't have to be about Newfoundland. Because I always say when I opened up, from, I always say from Newfoundland and Labrador and anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's a big world out there. So... Uh, Not only do I have those people coming on, but like I said, I've interviewed people from Texas and I'm very open to interviewing people from anywhere, any country. Yeah, me too. Uh, Like I 
mentioned before that that gentleman who's from Bangladesh, but here in Newfoundland and Labrador, I really love talking to him to hear his different cultural aspects on the paranormal, which is in itself a very big, interesting topic. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the blog Product of Newfoundland and another podcast called Strange Truths and Tall Tales with Robert Hiscock. No. Um, that, if you're into podcasts, that's that's another really good one besides Jonathan's The Odd Odds in Newfoundland, a paranormal podcast. But, um, you know, who else, what else I like to do is interview authors because a lot of times they have such a wealth of knowledge in all the different areas that we're interested in. Yep. Like even, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book author Helen C. Escott. I've heard. Well, yeah, she's a um, former like RCMP, uh, like a police person. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, yeah, and she writes books about different things. And one that I'm really interested in, I'm in the middle of reading right now is Operation Masonic. And that's about the, the local Masonic temple. Now, of course, everybody knows that's a taboo topic and women are not allowed in the Masonic and, yep. you know, things like that. But I guess that's part of the reason why people are so intrigued with it, because it is a society. So secretive, yeah. Yes. Right. But um, she also does crime uh, novels. And I find that a lot of people who listen to our type podcast also like uh, to read and, and, and listen to about crime. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. It's just, just the two come hand in hand for some reason. And like um, horror for some reason, it gets tangled up a lot with the paranormal. Because when people think of paranormal, they always think of the scary stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not all serious. There are some benevolent and very happy and friendly ghosts that I've talked to with people who are family members who are friendly and benevolent and and, and look over them as, mm -hmm. an, as an angel type of thing. Yeah. Now, you know, I've got other stuff who I talked to from Grindmind. Like uh, Shane Mills, and he was uh, involved, of course, with making the Newfoundland Nightmare the Hag. And that's mm. a miniseries on TV. Have you seen that one? No, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's, it's a really good uh, couple of different episodes. And he had a lot of um, folklore experts on there who I also went on to interview. But uh, if you haven't seen that miniseries, it, that one's really good, too. And Fogfest? Have you been to Fogfest yet? No. What is that? I haven't heard of it. Oh, well, Fogfest is all things horror <laughs> in, in Newfoundland and Labrador. And every year they have it. And um, if you want to know more about it, you can go to Shane Mills' site. And uh, he's uh, with the Fogfest. And also Mike Hickey. Are you familiar with Mike? No. So Mike Hickey has... Uh, it's called Terra Nova. Uh, NTV hosted him a couple different times with a couple different series that he's had. He's also um, was involved with some Fog Fest and uh, Fright Hype. Um, yeah, he's coming out with his own NTV uh, episode uh, this year, I want to say, called Terra Nova. Not Terra, like the place, but Terror, like, oh my gosh, I'm scared, Nova. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to his stuff. And Donnie Love, I had him on too from NTV. Uh, do you know him from Adventures Unknown? No. <laughs> All these people yeah. you're mentioning, I'm like, I have no idea. This is amazing. Yeah, he, oh my gosh, Donnie is into a lot of different stuff. Like he's a producer too, but um, he's got a lot of new exciting things coming up. He had a really funny, spooky episode on one of his adventures, but he tells a lot more about his life and, and all the new different shows that he's got, got coming out. And, um, you know, I kind of invited him on a, out on a, a ghost hunt. I said, now, Johnny, I said, if I get together a ghost hunting team, I said, y'all want to come out with us and, and do an episode for your new season? He said, sure, why not? Nice. What he does is he says, hey, I want to go on an adventure. And, uh, you know, knock me up on Messenger and I'll go and do what, wherever you want to and do an adventure in Newfoundland, right? Mm. <laughs> but when it comes back to full circle to the, the spooky stuff, there's so many different people to interview right where, right in your own garden yep. that you, you wouldn't even think of, that uh, people who have had experiences who you wouldn't have thought of had an experience, but sure they do. Have you ever had this happen to you? Um, you're not. You're talking to someone, 
sometimes you know them, sometimes you don't, um, or very well, and you're not even talking about the paranormal, and then start talking about paranormal experiences they've had, and then they'll look at me and say, you don't believe, do you? I'm like, oh, I do believe, continue, and I'll tell you why after you're done your story, why I believe in it. And it's just, I don't know why people talk to people about paranormal stuff without even talking about it to begin with. Have you ever had that experience? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And But then I have the opposite where you tell them, hey, yeah, come on the show. You know, I'd love to have you on, talk about a few things. And they're like, I don't have anything paranormal or spooky to talk about. And then later they'll be like, oh, yeah, but this and like, well, yeah, you've got some stuff you can talk about or you'll get them off the show and then you'll be talking and they'll tell you something really paranormal i'm like why didn't you tell me that (laughs) (laughs) or or people who don't even believe in the paranormal at all and then they'll say well there was this one time (laughs) it's like yep (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's out there folks and and it's really interesting if you want to to get on and talk to us about it. We'd, we'd love to have y'all on. Definitely. Yeah. How, how far do you find that, that your episodes go? So, what do you mean? Um, well, usually I'm on Spotify right now. Ah. That's my main menu. Okay. Shall we say, or, or, um, place where I'm at now I want to expand to you know other platforms so right now I kind of like that platform Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a a popular one now there's a lot of other ones that you can get into Um, but it shows you at the end of the year it's called a year-end wrap and it all kind of wraps it up into a nice bow for you Mm -hmm. like where were your episodes uh, viewed the most what was your most popular episode and things like that how about how was your wrap up for 2023? I haven't actually looked yet. Um, I've been so busy, but I release it mainly on Podbean. That's I, I actually pay for that platform, and I also release it on YouTube. And then through Podbean, you can release it through other platforms. So I'm on Spotify, Amazon, like I'm pretty much wherever you find podcasts. Yeah, that that's a great idea to get on and branch out like that. There's, you know, for people who are just you know, starting out, you know, you think, oh, it's too hard to do it. Oh, it's easy. It's very yeah. quite easy to do. Yeah. And I, when, when I do look at the, um, um, oh, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, I love looking to see where people are listening from. So I could have people from Japan, from the uh, United Emirates, uh, England, uh, just so many like Spain, Mexico is just so fascinating to me to find out. For me, it's not about the numbers um, of downloads. It's For me, it's how, where people are listening from. I absolutely love the international community listening to my show. It's so fascinating. I agree. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, vice versa. Like like we had talked about with different cultures and religions. Yep. I, in the future, hopefully maybe for 2024, I can reach out and find more Labrador stories and people from Labrador uh, and places like that uh, on different folklore and experiences that that I'm not familiar with that that are very deep and rich culture here in, in Newfoundland and, and Labrador, you know, for, and like you said, it's, it's so interesting to see where people in the world listen. Yeah. That is very cool, isn't it? Yeah. The first time I saw that I was having uh, listeners other than North America and England, I was totally totally blown away I thought why is someone in Italy or you know listening or (laughs) it's just it just amazes me Uh, I've had people from India and it's just so fascinating and my guests so far have been North America and the UK but I would absolutely love to have other uh, countries as guests uh, to tell me about their paranormal experiences in their country like you were talking about Bangladesh guest um, it's it's interesting to see their point of view not only with the experiences but especially if they're paranormal investigators it's interesting to find out if there's similarities between uh, someone in Canada investigating or somebody in Bangladesh for example uh, what what's different? Do they have different approaches to, for investigating, or are they pretty much similar? So, um, yeah, I I always welcome guests from international. I just I I want to hear everything from everywheres. 
I've even thought about maybe doing it in a different language to see offering it in a different language because where I was in Texas was uh, South Texas, which is, I would say, almost 80% has Spanish spoken word. Uh, English is the minority there. So that would be interesting to flip it up and try to do it in a different language to see how, yeah. many, how far it would go then, right? Yeah. It would probably go way down south. Yeah. It would be interesting if uh, we could take our podcast and have someone translate them uh, into other languages. I wonder um, wonder how popular that would be. That would That would be interesting to find out. Yes, it would. It would totally be. And I like to keep it free. I know some people like to monetize their platform. Have you ever thought about doing that? Yeah, I still like doing, I like to have it free. And and some podcaster friends have said maybe you should do um, with like the Patreon thing where uh, you might have a special episode that only paid members would uh, would have access to and I've kind of thrown that around in, in my mind but uh, I haven't really jumped on board yet but I I like having the free platform um I don't make money from the podcast would I like to absolutely uh but that would be gravy for me I just love doing what I'm doing and I love talking to so many different people I I am the same way because I'm a permanent full-time nurse that's my profession mm-hmm. but this is my hobby yeah. i have so many different hobbies this is just one of my hobbies that mm-hmm. i like to do and no nope, i'm not getting paid for it i just like doing it and sometimes it drives my husband nuts but <laughs> or my family members think this girl is crazy but no it's just just the hobby and very very interested in it and like yeah. to share everybody's experience and, and keeping it real hey cat exactly yes keeping it real and um, have you have <laughs> you thought spooky. of and spooky definitely spooky? <laughs> have you thought of uh, monetizing your show yet? No, no. I I kind of I'm on the same wavelength as you. Maybe having special episodes for only paid listeners. Yeah. But do you want to do that? And are you going to lose listeners? Because who's going to pay for it? Like who wants to pay? Like if I'm going through stuff, am I going to want to pay? To listen. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Well, my show is not like super huge, like a lot of those um, podcasts out there, um, you know, like Sasquatch Chronicles, you can pay to be, and it's an amazing show. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that show. Um, you can pay for a subscription and you get extra episodes, but that's great because he's a super huge show. Mine's just a little show. And um, I don't know. I just don't want to charge. I just yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, feel right. I'm kind of on along the same wavelengths as you. I like supporting local, yep. but I do branch out internationally to the U.S. and England and wherever else. Um, but yeah, so, so far, right now, I, I think I'm going to stay on the free platform. But you know, eventually, you know, maybe I will work my way up to only. Yeah, special episodes for paid listeners, maybe, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, maybe, like, I just don't have the time right now with, with work and family and everything. So right. uh, maybe once I retire and just I could focus purely on my podcast, maybe I might do something like that. I don't know. But I just don't have the time to do, to put out extra episodes. <laughs> I'd love to, yeah. but... <laughs> You know, a lot of people say, you know, oh, they they have a structured show where, oh, this time of the month and that time of the month they put out a show. I don't operate mine that way. I have certain recording times Mm -hmm. and I let them pick out when they want to record. And then at my leisure, usually the same night, I try to get it out. Um, But I just kind of leisurely you know, chug along and, and do it and, and let the the people who want to come on the show, because everybody's schedule changes. Nothing yep. is always written in stone. True. <laughs> and it's, you know, I've had a lot of people, you know, like you, we talked about the weather, you know, mm-hmm. that's not, that's can, in Canada, that's really unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> along with, and so is life. So, yeah. So I, I, and, I have been uh, toying around with the thought of maybe getting 
um, visual artist to maybe uh, do some sort of a thing for the logo and maybe some music or a musician, because I know a lot of musicians. Um, how, how did you uh, do it for yours, for your logo and your music or your intro? For my music and intro, I went to um, a website. It's free. Um, oh, what's it called? Purple, is it Purple Planet? They have, um, you can buy the music as well, but it's all um, royalty-free music. And that's how I chose the intro and outro. And um, I hired someone for my logo, and uh, um, I started off uh, with the cat logo and the, and the heart the, the tail turns into a heart. And then uh, I actually went back to school a few years ago to Algonquin College here in, in the Valley. And um, uh, one of the things that the student council had for all the students was they had two artists come in and they were doing caricatures of everyone. It was free and it was really fun. And one guy in particular, I really hit it off with. And uh, he's done a lot of my, well, he's done my logos now. And he's since moved, he was from Ontario, I think. Uh, but he moved to BC, and uh, but whenever I have any work, I just message him and say, "Hey, um, I need some art done," and he's like, "Yeah, not a problem." And he's a really good guy. So if you if you need if you want a graphic artist or anyone who does caricatures and stuff like that, I can send you his info if you'd like. Oh, I've got a, a lot of people actually. Surprisingly, okay. Okay. I even have a, an artist in the family. Oh, nice. Who, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I like to keep it local when yep. it comes to stuff like that. I've even thought about having maybe a little contest, a local contest, to uh, see who wins it and, and the most popular one to see uh, who likes what, which one the most. Oh, no. I had a contest a few years ago because um, my, my mascot is a black cat. And uh, the cat needed to have a name. So I had a contest a few years ago, like, you got to name the cat. And uh, people um, voted for Boo, B-O-O. -O. Um, mm -hmm. And then, uh, so what I did was, out of everybody who voted for that name, I drew a name and I gave them a Paranormal Heart mug. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Once, you, you know, you get the logo and all that, then the merch can fall into place, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been toying with a little bit of merch now, so um, you know, bookmarks and sweaters and mugs and th and things like that. So you just use it for giveaways, or do you sell it on your? I sell them. I haven't really had any uh, any other giveaways yet, but I'm uh, I'm trying to figure out how I can do that for 2024, and maybe get some uh, contests or you know giveaways and and get some of the merch out there. Yeah, that's always fun. Everybody yeah. likes. To, to look for merch and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, Kat, you're doing great with the with what you're doing and also with the CSRS. Tell us more about the CSRS. Oh, well, it's a team that uh, um, when we first moved to the Ottawa Valley, a friend of mine messaged me on Facebook and said there's a lady in your, in the area looking to, to form a team. And um, so she gave me her name. It was Katie Turner. And... Um, so I messaged her, and then we had a um, a meet and greet at the local Tim Hortons here uh, to see who was going to be joining, uh, just meet everybody who was interested. And uh, some people didn't decide to join; others did. And um, yeah, I just I've been with them for I want to say, geez, it's been a long time. We've been back now to Ontario for five years. We moved out west for three. So probably 10 years or so, um, the last couple of well, since COVID, we haven't been doing a lot of investigations because COVID, but, um, yeah, so we started out, I think we're nine on the team and now we're five, five ladies. Um, no, wow, that's yeah, great. yeah, it's pretty interesting. We've gone to, uh, uh, private residences. We've gone to, um, businesses, uh, we've been to historical places. Like there's a place in, uh, Picton, Ontario, uh, I think it was called, oh, was it Picton Heights? I can't remember what it was called. It used to be um, a military base. There's three buildings. And then they turned it into a sanitarium later on. And um, then it just um, was abandoned. Well, not abandoned, but they, they closed the hospital. And they were using it for paintballing, um, getting money. You know, I had to pay for however many people were going to go there. And 
we were fortunate enough to go with two other teams and go investigate these three buildings, and it was pretty interesting. And I'm pretty sure they're slated for demolition this year, those three buildings. Uh, they're going to be uh, building housing in there now. But uh, it's, it's just so fascinating, the locations that you can go and investigate. Yeah, that, that's why I, um, you know, I mentioned earlier about that paranormal NL ghost hunting team. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's new launching 2024. We're looking for different places to go, but we want to do like a fresh place. Like, there's so many different ones that everybody already know about. Yep. Um, uh, I know we mentioned the Duke, but everybody knows about it, but I don't know how many investigations have actually been in there with equipment, not just, oh, did you hear, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know Johnny used to go to the Maritime Museum. I can't remember what it was called. He went there quite a few times. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah Jonathan Mallard. Yeah. John yeah. did a lot of investigations there. And, you know, when you read his book about the EVPs, that's uh, uh, very interesting. And his rendition of, of all of it with the lads, the the paranormal society that he had and also with his friend Robert Dumont. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, you should um, check out that other person I told you about with the, the Susan Goodman with the soul awakening. What's the last name? Goodman. Goodman. Okay. Yeah. I've got a lot of other folks coming on too. I'm excited about. So I nice. hope that you have a great season here and thank you. You too. And a great new year. And it was really good talking with you. And now for the folks who are listening who want to get on Paranormal NL again, I'm on Spotify, also on Facebook for Paranormal NL Podcast. And you can head on over to Messenger and message me. My name is Jennifer Vallis Noseworthy. And I'll get back to you and hook up something for an episode. And folks, you already know what I'm going to say. I'll add all the links to the show notes so it's easier to find her. Thanks so much, Kat. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for being on. I really enjoyed this. Uh, I have to have you on again um, and talk some more paranormal stuff. Yes, I'm going to have to have you over on my show. I'd love that. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, we'll have to hook you up for 2024. That'll be amazing. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Upwards and onwards. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So you take care, Jennifer, and we'll chat soon. Okay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Okay. Bye, Kat. Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to purpleplanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 